Hi, friends. Uh, welcome to week one of our um, new podcast. So we wanted to do a podcast just to encourage people and to help them digest things from Sunday throughout the week and also to specifically encourage young adults. You know, on Sunday mornings, you're talking to a giant demographic of people. And so you have to kind of balance lots of different thoughts and generations. And so we want to do this podcast just to speak specifically to young adults and um, help them digest and dig into the word together. So this past Sunday, Daniel was talking about the Holy Spirit and he was using John 7, 37 and through 39 for his scripture. Um, he did a fantastic job. If you didn't see it already, you can go watch it back on asburytulsa.org. Um, and in his sermon, Daniel really called us to admit that we are thirsty for for more, for God and for the Holy Spirit. And he also encouraged us to really think about the words we're using and what we're saying and how we are interacting with culture. And he reminded us that as Christians, we're called to be a fountain and not a drain. And in that way, we can be something different for Christ and be something different for the world. And so that was really encouraging. Again, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. And from there, we're just going to kind of go deeper in kind of the Holy Spirit. Because as I was listening to Daniel talk, I was just reminded that we are so blessed to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it is so cool that he lives in us today. But I think that a lot of times people are kind of nervous or scared when it comes to the Holy Spirit, or there's a little uncertainty or unfamiliarity with the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to take a little time to share a little bit about the Holy Spirit's character as well as his role in our lives somewhat, and then how we can actually dig into the character of the Holy Spirit or live into what it means to truly be a believer with the Holy Spirit living in us. And so to start, just to help you kind of know a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. So Hebrews 1.3 calls Jesus the exact imprint of God. And so in Hebrews and in other places in scripture, we learn that Jesus is God. Jesus and God are the same. They operate in the same way. Jesus came to reveal the Father, all of these things. So Jesus and God are the same. God is like Jesus. Jesus is like God. We have this relationship. John 14.16, Jesus is speaking, and he says that he's going to send another helper. And so this word another in the Greek language actually means of the same kind. And so in John 14, we see that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are also the same. They are the same kind. And so with that relationship, we see that Jesus and the Spirit are the same. Jesus and God are the same. Therefore, God, the Father, and the Spirit are the same. And so it sounds familiar, right? This is the Trinity. We know this. But just to give a little bit more scripture behind the fact that the Trinity are truly one. Their character is the same. And so what you know and trust about God and Jesus, you find in the Holy Spirit. And so you can trust him the same way you trust the Father and the Son, which is really, really cool. And in the same way that the Trinity are all the same, they are also unique and different. And so I think as I think about the Trinity in these terms, I just, God is so kind to have done this for us because I think oftentimes or sometimes, um, People don't have the best earthly father, so it can be hard to relate to the heavenly father, or they can have an interesting experience with the spirit where it's really scary or unsure in that relationship. And so I think that, yes, they're different and distinct in ways, but they're also one. And so if you struggle with knowing the father or knowing the spirit or whatnot, then there are other aspects that you can connect with. And you don't have to pray specifically to one to get the other to act or whatnot. You know, you don't have to pray to the certain one 
to get those benefits or um, engage with the Father in that way. And so I think this is just such a really cool kindness that God has done for us through the Trinity. Um, and just an encouragement to you that if the Spirit is scary to you, that that's okay. You don't have to dig into the Holy Spirit deeply. I, I mean, there's really cool stuff there, and I hope at some point you can study Him, but you don't have to in order to have this Holy Spirit in you. When you are a believer and you accept Christ, you also accept the Holy Spirit. So this is just, these are just some of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And so now we're going to talk a little bit about the effects we see in our lives whenever we are engaging with the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And so these work out to be fruits, gifts, and power. And so just like we could have gone a lot deeper into the character of the Holy Spirit and the Godhead and Trinity and whatnot, these three topics, we could go super deep in each of them. You could spend months in each topic. And so I'm just going to kind of give a summary of each. And so the fruit of the Holy Spirit we find in Galatians 5. And if you grew up in church, you more than likely had this as a memory verse. So you could probably rattle these off easily. And so these Holy Spirit, these fruit of the Holy Spirit are indicators. So they're not necessarily what we're striving for or what we're trying to do in our lives, but these are the fruit of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so if you're ever wondering, you know, am I reflecting Christ or am I living in the Spirit? These fruit of the Spirit are ways that you can see that the Spirit is active in your life and whatnot. And so then from there we have gifts. And so spiritual gifts are talked about in lots of different places in Scripture, actually, and these, of course, have lots of different aspects. But in summary, our spiritual gifts are the talents that we are given and that we have that we are called to be good stewards of, and we are called to use as Christians and as human beings, really, in this world. And so as we figure out what our gifts are and how we can live into those, we use them to build up the church. And so the goal of fruits is to see if you are living in Christ, living in the Spirit, and the goal of the gifts that we have are to build up the church and to build up other people and to actively engage in ministry with and for God. And so then lastly is power. And so this is simply the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit empowers us for witness. So the Holy Spirit is the guiding presence in our life and also specifically in ministry and evangelism to all the world. And so if you want to see what it looks like to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, um, I really encourage you to read Acts. And so we get to see awesome examples of what it looks like for the early church to really be digging into the Spirit and growing the church and sharing the, min the ministry of reconciliation, which Jesus came for us to continue. And so these are just summaries of what it looks like to have the Spirit in our lives, summaries of what um, the reflection of the Spirit does for us. We have the fruit, which tells us that we are living with Christ and with the Spirit. We have our gifts, which we are used to build up the church, and we are empowered through the Holy Spirit to do those good things and guided by Him in that way. And so I encourage you, if you haven't dug into more of who or what the Holy Spirit is, I encourage you to do that, you know, dig into Scripture, Come up here to Asbury and talk to some of us here. We would love to discuss that with you. But I think the question that remains even now is, okay, how do we do that? What now? How do I get the Holy Spirit? How do I live into the Holy Spirit? How do I do these things? And so the scripture that we used on Sunday was John 14, the end of chapter 14. And Jesus keeps talking into 15. I know, shocking. And so the beginning of 15 is Jesus saying, I am the vine, you are the branches abide in me. And so I think that this is our answer, right? I don't think our goal should necessarily ever be 
that the Holy Spirit moves in big ways in us or that I am doing awesome things for Christ, which I should be a goal in a sense, but isn't the end game. Our end game is relationship with Christ and to abide in Christ. And so I think one of the best ways to dig into the Holy Spirit in your personal life is to abide in Christ, to really make sure that you are sitting in the Word daily, that you are praying, and that you are with Jesus, because that's His goal for our lives and what we should really be striving for is that we are abiding in Christ. And so I encourage you this week to continue to watch your words. What are you speaking? Are you speaking negatively or positively? And how can you be something different in this world by your words? How can you be a fountain and not a drain through the things that you're saying to yourself and to others? And I also want to encourage you to examine your habits. Are you truly abiding in Christ and what that means for you in your life? Um, I think so often we try and change ourselves by our own willpower and by our own strength, and that's never what Christ called us to. And so I encourage you to truly abide in Christ and dig into his word and dig into his life and see how that then affects you and how that leads to your life change. And as Daniel mentioned, you know, living in the kingdom often looks like small behavioral changes so that we can be different for cultures so that Christ can be known. And so I encourage you to do that this week. And so let me pray that over you today. Um, Jesus, we just thank you so much that you died on the cross for us, that the veil tore, and that the Holy Spirit is now living in every single believer, Lord. That is so, so cool and kind of you to do for us, Father. I pray for the listener that they would abide in you, Father. I pray that you pour into them and encourage them and strengthen them to see ways that they can sit in you deeper learn how to live with you deeper, Father, and that you would not be silent in their lives, that you would continually speak kindly to them and call them deeper into you, Father. We love you so much and can't wait to see what your Holy Spirit does in your church, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Melissa Rinkma, the coordinator of Young Adult Ministry at Asbury United Methodist Church, and I look forward to seeing you next week.